Once upon a time in the faraway land of Australia, there were two legendary hoaxes, both put together by assembled bits and pieces. One was real and one was fake. The platypus was believed to be a hoax when it was first discovered, purportedly made up of different body parts sewn together. The poet was believed to be a genius and became one of the greatest literary hoaxes in history. This is the sum of their parts. Our story begins with the poet. Ernest Laylor O'Malley's tragic life was filled with the stuff of poetic dreams. Born in Liverpool, England, 1918, his father died two years later. He migrated to Australia with his mother and older sister, and as a teenager, tragedy struck again when his mother died. He went on to work as a mechanic and insurance peddler before dying at 25 from Graves' disease. After his death, his poetic work was discovered and he was praised as one of Australia's greatest poets. Only Ern Malley was not who he said he was. Ern Malley doesn't exist. It was the creation of two Australian poets of the 1940s, James Macaulay and Harold Stewart. Macaulay and Stewart. The hoaxes were conservative poets. Their motive? To prove that modern poetry was gibberish nonsense. Their target? Max Harris, the editor of avant-garde magazine Angry Penguins. Max Harris and the Angry Penguins were forging a new wave of modern art and poetry. They ditched bush ballads and traditional art and experimented with freeform, internationalism and liberating the subconscious. The anti-modernist poets found this to be irrational and degenerative, even perverse. To prove modern poetry was bad, they set out to write gibberish poems. Armed with a dictionary, their failed poems, Shakespeare, a rhyming dictionary, and an American report on the breeding grounds of mosquitoes, they assembled random phrases, then threw them together to make nonsensical sentences. After they finished a collection of poems, they then had Ern's fake sister Ethel send them to Max Harris. It worked. Max Harris falls in love with the poetry and dedicates issue number six of Angry Penguins entirely to Ern Malley's collection of poems. But the hoax blew up in unexpected ways. The poems were not seen as nonsensical and Ern Malley gave a new voice to Australian poetry. There are some brilliant lines in the Ern Malley poems. The irony is that in creating their nonsense, they actually did create very, very interesting poetic objects. I think one of the fascinating things about the O'Malley poems is they are like a labyrinth. There are some that are very busy, that are almost electric. They'll use complicated words, they'll shift the image focus line by line almost compared with some of the other poems in the sequence, which are gentler, quieter, uh, more spare, more abstract. While they cooked up a joke on Max Harris and the modernist movement, they were brewing something much deeper. It's a moment in which they created. These are young people. They are in the army. World War II is raging they might just be weeks away themselves from the front line. One of the other things that happens during the war, people turn towards poetry. OK, so you're in the middle of a raging World War II and you're thinking poetry. Meh, not so much. What's one thing you'd think to turn to? The platypus. Winston Churchill, known for his love of exotic creatures, he had one shipped to Liverpool, England. 
Operation Winston the Platypus was underway. Now back to the world of the poet. And then the story took a twist. Angry Penguins editor Max Harris was not only accused of writing the poems himself, he was also tried and prosecuted for publishing obscene material, which gave the poems even greater exposure. The hoax was big news and was reported around the world, and Ern Malley's name was quickly becoming famous. His words canonised him to stardom. They did have an influence overseas. There were two or three fairly significant American poets, Frank O'Hara, Carl Shapiro and John Ashbery. Those people credited Ern Malley with helping to liberate their voice. Sidney Nolan painted a portrait of Ern Malley and it's a portrait of a soldier wearing a slouch hat, one eye blown out. It's a portrait full of anguish. The poet and the platypus were both casualties of war. Winston the platypus died on his way to Liverpool, England in 1943. The platypus lives on as one of Australia's greatest icons. Ern Malley went on to have better publishing history and global reach than most Australian poets. And even though his creators faded into obscurity, Ern Malley became known as the poet who never lived and would become the poet who would never die. One of the things that the Ern Malley poems did was liberate people to make creations out of found material, out of bits and pieces. And Ern is seen as a father figure, if you can have a father who's made up of poetic junk. Ah, poetry. Ancient philosopher Plato vehemently objected to it, while others have hailed it as the conscience of society. Today, more than ever, we can create poetry out of bits and pieces. We can even create poetry from artificial intelligence. But we may be hard-pressed to find a machine that births an enigmatic poet who beats to a human drum, or one that has the imagination to produce a majestic, egg-laying, duck-billed, beaver-tailed, otter-footed mammal. 